Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Jackie Jing, and I am with ANN's very own James Beckett. Lindsay, unfortunately, is not with us tonight. Um, she has a week off, lucky her. And how I'm dare sure, she? Yeah, how Take dare a vacation. she? This episode, though, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so much to cover. Obviously, we, we are talking about two brothers, the latest episode of Attack on Titan. And it looks like we already got some people here. So I know everyone is super eager to talk about this. James, just initial thoughts. Straight up, I think this might be probably one of my favorite episodes easily of Attack on Titan. Like I was completely blown away. And we all know the promise Neverland like sucks season two. We don't need to get into that. Season two? But, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it just had one season that. and then it, it unfortunately yeah, got it just and it. Yeah, disappeared. But I had never seen an anime that got me on the edge of my seat, like the way Promise Neverland did. But watching this last episode, I literally was hunched over and like glued to the screen. I thought that it was amazing writing and I didn't see a lot of stuff coming. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I was just getting shocked left and right. So I, that was my initial thought. So what did you think of this episode? Yeah, it was fine. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, no, I was like, I was, I was legitimately... Uh, there were a couple of parts that we kind of predicted a little bit last week. And then one of the big moments that we'll get to later when it comes to Aaron's whole character arc, I, I felt like at this point in the show, we had gotten a lot of foreshadowing. And so I wouldn't say that I was like shocked by it on like, oh, like I can't believe it. But the way it was executed, the way this episode knocked down all of the dominoes that have been set up over the last, especially in this final season, but really over the course of the series. I know that we were talking about how based on the material that's left in the manga, and just as a reminder, everyone, uh, we are not manga readers, we're anime yes. only. And so no um, manga spoilers, no manga spoilers, but based on what we've been told very vaguely of how much material is left to cover in the manga, a lot of people are saying that there's like so, enough story left that they won't be able to cover it just in this season. They might need a movie. And I had a, a hard time feeling that because this feels like the climax. This felt like, I mean, edgy, edgy your seat is right. I, I was telling you off mic before the show started that my wife had to come in and check on me because I was watching this. I was watching the episode in our bedroom and I was you know, taking notes and getting screenshots. And uh, there's a certain moment that happens later where I literally jumped out of the bed and just screamed, oh, shit. And um, she thought that I hurt myself uh, or, or stubbed my toe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I, I don't even want to admit, like I was... I was like on the brink of crying. I was like shaking a little bit at parts. Like I literally, I was, I think what I have really enjoyed about the last season of Attack on Titan is the pacing. I'll be honest, the writing has been up and down for me. Um, I love the first season. Second season was a little meh. And the third season, since you, you and Lindsay know very well, like I'm all about action, action, action. A lot of people loved like the political buildup there and a lot of the lore building. But like for me, that just wasn't it. But this last season and has been absolutely breathtakingly good. And part two, I mean, like I really didn't know how they were going to do better than part one. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's it just like, 
Uh, like I said, I think this last episode was probably my favorite episode so far. And it makes me like, like what's coming? Like yeah. what is coming, you know? But those are our initial thoughts. I, I do think that, uh, you know, we should just do a little breakdown of what happened, um, James. I mean, can you can can you do a little breakdown? I think you can do a little yeah, breakdown. I, I, I mean, I, take, a, yeah. take a stab at it. Yeah, but um, so much went down. So, like, if you can do your best to just summarize um, what we saw in this episode. Let's start there. And then we'll dive deep into analysis. So Yeah, so where we last left off, pretty much the, the entire part two of season four has been chronicling this giant battle between Marley and the Eldians, um, and specifically this plan of Aaron and Zeke's to finally, to touch tips as it were, and to activate their power, the power of the founding Titan when it's you know merged with someone that has royal blood like Zeke does. And the main goal, uh, there's been two goals really. There's one, which is um, Zeke's Eldian euthanization plan, which is to prevent all of the Eldians from ever having children ever again, uh, kind of an act of, of like suicidal genocide. And then there's the rumbling, which is the use, using the power of the t uh, founding Titan to awaken all of the, the colossal looking Titans that are inside of the walls on Paradis uh, to basically wreck house all over the world. And they're like walking nuclear weapons, essentially. And that's going to be their deterrent to keep people from trying to wage war with them. So um, really quickly, at this point, we're, we're seeing like that plan that you're talking about, like near execution. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally a matter of if not feet, then, you know, like a half a mile, right? Uh, Aaron is yeah. inside of the city. Um, Zeke has finally made it to the, just the, the wall of the city. And uh, right at the end of last episode, uh, Magath, I think his name is, the Marleyan commander, he shot Zeke with the giant anti-Titan cannon. And it oh looked for a second God. like he might be dead. And so the, the first half of this episode is this kind of mad scramble where um, Zeke is using like the last of his energy to, uh, emit his scream and uh, awaken all of his servant titans to try to stave off the enemy. And Aaron is trying to get to Zeke while Reiner and uh, Porco hold him off with the armor titan and the jaw titan. And so it's just this mad sort of scramble. Um, Armin and Mikasa and all of the other ground troops are also fighting off the Marleans and uh, Pick with the cart titan. And so, yeah, it's just, it's utter chaos, really. It's, it's like a war. It's a war zone. It was, that was exactly, I mean, like, it I, saying a, it was a war zone, like, almost doesn't seem like it encompasses what the hell was going on there. Because it was like a war zone to the nth degree. I just felt like there was so much chaos going on. So much going on. And I did not know how they shoved it all into one, to one episode. And honestly, like, I'm sure you've watched something cinematically and it's been like too much is going on, right? And it went over your head and you're like, they just, they did too much. What was crazy for me was that so much was going on, but I was following and I was loving every second of it. I don't know if that was just me, but I was like, this is so much, but I'm here for it, you know? No, it reminds me of, um, I mean, kind of the go-to example I always have for that is like Mad Max Fury Road where it's just nonstop action, but it's also clearly choreographed and you understand the stakes of the story. And because of all that, when the action gets going and even when there's like three different parties involved and they all have differing goals, um, you know, we have the, we have Armin and the, the Eldian kind of military government's goals. We have Aaron and Zeke's goals, which may or may not be in alignment. We have the Marleyans goals. Um, and then we have just the civilians on the ground that are trying not to die. 
that could easily, like you said, be too much. But I feel like this part of the story has done a really good job of making it very clear, like what's happening, where it's happening, and what the stakes are for if you know if people fail or, or don't fail. So, okay, did I cut you off? Were you in the middle of your breakdown? Was I? Oh, kind, I, kind of, but also at the same time, like, I absolutely understand. Like, I'm trying not to freak out as I'm describing it because there's I know. so much that happens. For one so thing, much. what we talked oh. about last week, unfortunately, uh, one of the saddest things imaginable, even um, I got a, a happy little picture, a happy little picture of it yeah, to share Yeah, okay, so let's dive in. I think I know what you're talking about, but before you do that, I want to talk about everything that we were seeing there. Um, like, we saw the beast tighten down. Yeah. Um. The jaw tighten. We saw him getting mashed up. We talked about the insane war Real zone. Bad. So, like, th- these are just some of the things going on. But I definitely think, like, the most heart wrenching thing is, I believe, yeah, we're adding this to stream, everybody. This okay. First of all, let's talk <laughs> about last week really quickly. We all had our theories about how this was all going to go down. We have to give James a little round of applause, chat, because didn't you predict this, James? You were like, Zeke's not going to give. Yeah, you're like, Zeke's yeah. not going to give a beep. And I was like, with his last dying breath, he's going to see what he did and he's going to feel bad. No. I mean, we no. kind of, we kind of no. half and half because Zeke does say that he, he, he says, it's a shame. I know what it's like to oh care about your God. brother. I'm still going to kill him, but you know. Sorry. James, that was honestly worse. I felt like that was worse. Like, it was almost worse that he was like, hmm, that sucks. Okay. I almost wish he didn't even say anything. You know what I mean? It it was just like, why would you even... Honestly, this episode just shook me at how evil Zeke is. Like, I think... No one's ever liked Zeke. I don't know how many Zeke fans are out there, obviously, beside Yelena, which I don't know if you have the screen cap of this. Do you have her in her yoga pose on top of the tower? No, I don't. I thought about grabbing it, but uh, yeah, it's um, Yelena and Gabby liked it once, you know, before all this went down, obviously. I don't think she's very happy now that... uh, um, yeah, her, but yeah. Her. So let's 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 focus on this scene a little bit more. First yeah. of all, how did you not get the yell on the screen cap? Because that was just, I'm like they that lady somehow has some weird, like something weird every episode. Like last yeah. one, it was the face. This time, she's doing the yoga pose, like watching the chaos. Anyway, but um, so yeah, we'll let's talk very, a little bit more. Your heart in darkness. With like Marlon Brando, like sitting there, like just in the dark, hanging out, doing yoga and stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dylan has very like her. She's she's too zen. She's too zen. Yeah, the whole world is literally on the verge of ending. But yeah, um, even though Colt makes his best pitch, he says, "Hey man, I honestly don't care if you kill all the Eldians or all the Marlians at this point. I'm really just here for my little bro." So could you just wait to scream for like five seconds while Gabby gets him out of here? And Zeke says, nah, dog. <laughs> so he lets out his yell. And that's it for our boy Falco. It's um... This is so annoying to me. Like, I just, I just don't understand how Zeke can be as evil as he is. But I mean, like, he is obviously like our villain and our antagonist. But it's just like you said, it's just this little request. Like, hey, can we just, can you give me a little bit of breathing room here? I, I guess Zeke just felt like there was no time to waste because let's be honest, there's a hell of a lot going on right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and things are, are moving so fast. Honestly, this whole 
this whole interaction was just like so, so intense. There's so much to talk about. I can't even, but it was like, we see Falco transform, eat his brother. Ugh. Yeah. So what I don't know. in Sorry. the hell, James? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that got in there. I think I got a little... Um, was that a joke? What? I would never make a joke about something this serious. Did you think that they is, look similar? Because I don't, I don't know how you could possibly right look at this that completely is, accidental. I cannot. I was in the middle of getting heavy <laughs> AF. I cannot. Okay, chat. I apologize, but um, I also have to give props to James because this is actually, that is hilarious. Did I literally think? did not think of that and now I'm kicking out of my head. For those of you listening at home, Jackie thinks that I, my accidental inclusion of a picture of Bert from Sesame Street is some kind of slight against poor Falco. Okay, don't you even put that on me. That was not <laughs> accidental. And okay, y'all, I can't even. that. I did not think of that. And now that you just showed that to me, I am absolutely <laughs> shook right now. Okay. Falco um, looks a little Muppety, okay? I'm, that's not a complaint. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that in the grand uh, history of kind of silly looking Titans, he looks a little like a Muppet. He looks extremely Muppety. And I have, I did not think of that. Okay. I can't right now. So, okay. Back to serious matters. Uh, Falco eats his brother in front of Gabby. And then he, and help me here, James, if I'm getting anything wrong. And then we see him go after Reiner, right? And then, Although um, uh, in the chat, A pointed out that um, we we did all, and I forgot to get screenshots because uh, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a heartless monster that forgot. But uh, we do also see that Pixis and Nile got transformed. Um, so oh, Commander Pixis yes. drinking oh. drinking that last bottle, and then Nile, you know, he at least he tried to save Falco. It, it didn't really amount to a whole lot, but oh, yeah, we lost them gosh. too. Okay, that is such a downer. Like I we just saw all that build up with Niall, like you said. And then I'm just like, Oh, okay. This is an extremely sad episode back to more sadness. Um, okay. So like, yeah, let's break down what was happening, um, with Reiner and Falco after Falco turned into a Titan. So, um, yeah. So um, he's mindless, right? Falco's mindless. Like, so he's just like, just doing whatever if I'm correct. Correct. Right. No, well, he's under, he's under Zeke's control. And so when, when he becomes, uh, bird, bird, birdificated. Uh, Zeke, he kind of mutters like, "Get him!" And that's when uh, not only so does Gabby they're have... all after Reiner, or are they yeah. just like because see, I wasn't sure because I thought some of the Titans were just killing anybody. You know what they I mean? Were, so I thought, but I think Falco. Specifically... But you think Falco had a specific directive? Okay, okay. Yeah. Although he he ended up getting so he attacked Reiner and our our boy Reiner. He's had a, a real rough go of things, and he was honestly ready to just <sighs> let himself get eaten. I know. I, I felt so bad for him because this is like the third time this season where he's just been like, take me, Lord. <laughs> I'm done. Oh my gosh. But then uh, Porco, who honestly, I, I, okay, I have rewind almost... Rewind a little bit though. Yeah. Rewind a little bit. With the Titans, rarely have I felt like... They don't have a lot of emotion in their Titan form. You know what I mean? Like you didn't see Aaron getting angry, but I don't think we ever see them looking like sad or distressed. Yeah. This is just my recollection. I just don't really remember any powerful moments like that no they're basically mechas their faces don't really the main titans their faces don't really move a lot yeah but when 
Reiner is reaching out for Porco, the Titan looks so distressed and it like got me because I felt like it was one of the few times that Reiner was feeling so much emotion and so badly wanted to transfer that. Like maybe that was just me. Did you feel that way? Like I saw so much emotion on the Titan's face for once. And I felt like it was, and it, that got me because I just felt like he was so emotionally distressed that it was so powerful. It was coming through the Titan. And then when he touched Porco and Porco got to see all those memories, I was just like, Oh, oh my God, my heart, you know, like, I don't know. That, that you know, was a hard like, one for me to watch. dying at this, like he's, he's dead. He's dying at this point. He says that he no longer has the power to like regenerate or anything. By the and way, I, we should rewind a little bit. So he had made a good final effort. Like let's give Porco a little bit of a round of applause true. here. Right. Cause he was getting the hell beat out of him and he did manage to stall Aaron a little bit. You know, like, and I, I was like, we just got to give the jaw tie in a little bit of credit here, you know, grabbed his calf and then was ultimately basically turned into mashed potatoes. If I don't know how else to say that, right? Yeah, like yeah. basically yeah. mashed up, um, but somehow was like able to come out here. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, sheer force of will and spite really. And I will say, I don't have a lot. I, I don't even know if I call it a complaint, but. And people can yell at me for having a bad memory because uh, okay. I do forget details sometimes. But I had forgotten the whole like beef, I guess. That, no, that you Porco did. Had. Yeah, a little bit. I I kind of forgotten the whole like the whole deal until he had that flashback that reminded me that his brother swapped out Reiner for him so that he wouldn't have to go and and get killed during that first invasion back when they were kids. I, I forgot about that. And so the fact that like, that was kind of his last, one of his last character beats was kind of declaring to Reiner, you know, Hey, sucks to suck, man. I would have been better. Like none of this would, none of this would be happening if, if I'd have gone instead of you. Um, I know that was kind of, it was, that was a tough scene to watch. Cause I felt like Reiner was like, Hey, for your final moments, like, I just want you to know like how much your brother loved you, you know? But then also, it was kind of like this bittersweet moment, right? Because then you see Porco being like, <laughs> basically like, yeah. fuck you, man. I could have <laughs> done a hell of a lot fucking better. We know what it, you, it's like, there's no denying it now. Like I was always better than you, yeah. which I kind of loved because it's kind of Porco going out in a Porco way, right? Like it's sure. like Porco wasn't going to go out with like some lovey-dovey like talk here. Like he was going to go out and being like, I do think it was kind of like a thank you though. It was kind of like, Hey, like let me, I'm, you gave me a little bit of life left to be a distraction here. And like, I'm going to go out saying like, I would have been better, you know, like, I don't know. It was, it was, this was a good moment for me too. This was, this was, this was a hard one to watch. And I, I don't know why I low key always kind of liked Porco. I've always been one of those people. Like I like Vegeta over Goku. I always like the, the number two, you know, like who just can't quite be number one and it annoys the F out of them. And so seeing Porco go was like, was hard for me, but like, I just, I did feel like they paid homage to him pretty well. Like he, he really fought hard, you know, and, um, rip Porco too many deaths, rip Falco, rip Porco. Like, no, I know this this is how I was feeling the whole episode. Oh my gosh. It's just like, oh my God. (laughs) Stop. Okay, by the way, A said Porco looking handsome with half of his face missing. Low-key, not going to lie. I was like, why is Porco hot right now? But I'm glad I wasn't alone, A. That makes me feel like a lot better that 
with his dying moments, I was also like, he's going out looking hot too. Um, I mean, if we can take a brief moment to thirst over characters, could I just say that uh, Mikasa pulling like the double reverse? Uh, this neck is a great slice. butt shot, by the way. Let's not even that too. Not, I, but let's not even not address that because that that's a great ass shot. It is. <laughs> It is. I can't decide. I, I can't decide if the ass shot or if the murder or shot her is splitting like two the, heads. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was nice to see um, Mikasa and the squad like out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I told you I was a little bit like salty about how let's just be on Aaron's side. Like I, yeah. I wasn't like a big fan of that. And I'll be honest, I kind of had bittersweet feelings even seeing them. But then I was, then I was like, you know what? It's like, just good to see them like out and about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, doing and we haven't had thing. a lot of, we haven't had a whole lot of like the ODM action scenes mm-hmm. um, in part two. It's been a lot more Titan focused for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And it was nice. Cause actually uh, funny enough, I started playing the attack on Titan two um, PS4 game. Um, it's by oh. the, the same crew that makes the, um, the Musou games, the the Dynasty Warriors and stuff. And the whole yeah. game is just zipping around with the ODM gear and, and killing Titans. And so it was, I that's one of my favorite aspects of the Attack on Titan, like action toolbox. And so mm-hmm. I, I like getting a, a few, a few good, um, a few good action shots. Oh, like <laughs> thank you, James, for the PS4 segue. Um <laughs> But okay, someone brought this up in chat. I do think it's important for us to talk about. So we were talking a little bit about what was going down with like Falco and Reiner. So we see Reiner, he transfers his memories to Porco. Porco gets eaten by Falco, which is good because then like, I guess Reiner can focus on Aaron a little bit more. But a lot is going down here because Falco eats Porco. Yeah. And I think he even so... mentions that. I think Reiner even says like, so like you're the one that is going to, you know, like this was your... Right. Uh, I think it was Reiner. Someone had like a thought and I'm almost positive it was Reiner who said like, ah, yes, of course, Falco, you're the one that will inherit this power. And so. Frankly, how does that work though? He just eats him. But he eats him and he gains the claw titan powers. Yeah. Just, he's got, you know, he gets, but he will be, but he'll be mindless. He's not going to have what Porco and Peck and all of them have like the. Yeah. I don't know. It's not really clear. I mean, I'm assuming he'll still be, I don't, cause. Yeah, I don't know either. Don't Chat, know. if you all know, without spoilers, let us know. Because, I mean, that's obviously huge, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Falco eats the yeah, I guess, jaw titan. Yeah instead, yeah, instead of telling whether or not... Instead of explaining what happens to, to Oh, Falco, he's right. Mad Scientist said that if a mindless titan eats a titan shifter, they inherit their power. So he will inherit... And I remember this because, gosh, this was... Uh, oh, that's what happened to ago. Yes, that's exactly yes. what happened to Ymir. Yes. So... I didn't know if uh, Falco counted as mindless because he's technically being like specifically controlled sort of by the scream. But yeah, no, I know we, we saw that with Amir, so that tracks. So let's bring up how traumatic that's going to be that he ate his brother. Hey, I mean, what's, what's a little, what's a little uh, br- brother eating amongst child soldiers, right? That's just an average day on the job for these kids, <laughs> oh I guess. God. Yeah, so that happened. Um, okay, so then after that, we see um, Reiner and Aaron, right? I'm just going to make sure we're on the same timeline. Uh, so after that, if I'm, uh, again, and after that. I'm so he was going to eat Reiner, right? He was going to eat Reiner. Yeah, and then he Reiner. goes and eats Forco. Yes. And uh, that's when Aaron pulls his, his freezy Reiner move because. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Got exploded by that second shell, and everyone thinks Zeke is dead. 
but he's really just pulling a peek and he's pretending to be dead under his Titan skeleton. And Aaron notices this and he busts out of his uh, founding Titan thing and he goes running straight towards Zeke to make contact, you know, this last ditch effort to make contact and, and bring the power of the founding Titan and the, the Royal bloodline together. And that's when uh, Gabby, who, you know, all season, we're wondering what's, what's going on. Gonna... I hate to do this to you. So rewind. Yeah. People say Colt's fuck was brother, everyone, uh, that he got burned to death by the steam of the transformation. I thought there was a scene. I did see his corpse later and he was burned, undoubtedly burned from the waist up. But I thought he had him in his mouth. No, was that like, was no, that was that was uh, Porco. He was so, he, so he just burned his brother. Then he didn't eat his brother. Yeah, because when he transformed, his brother got burned. It was it was when oh. when he was saying, "Don't worry, I'm here for you." And then, yeah. Oh. So yeah, okay. I didn't get a then, screenshot of the burned up corpse because I felt like yeah, that might be a little much. It's okay. felt like we've got okay. enough horribly mutilated corpses in the in the screenshot parade this week. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, sorry guys, a lot of things going down here. So brother was burned. Rip. That sounds so bad. That was really sad, to be honest. I didn't want that to sound insensitive, but he was. He was burned just to do this the fast version of this. Porco's eaten. And then you said uh Reiner uh is frozen because Aaron like does his little freezy thingy majig. And yeah. now we're at Gabby. From, from what's your name for back in Marley? Mm-hmm. Warm warm Warhammer Titan. Okay, Thank so you. now we're to Gabby. Yes, and that's what Gabby um, uh, does. I guess what what she wanted to do the whole time, and she 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 kills Aaron. <laughs> she kills him real good. So I know we know Aaron is, I guess, technically good, and he was trying to trick Zeke the whole time. But I'm not gonna lie; I was kind of like I was I was a little excited about this because I thought Aaron was evil. <laughs> so I was so you like, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Kind of. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was Such like, and I know like nobody likes Gabby, but I was kind of like, you know, she's just had such a rough go. So for her to like kind of get like any kind of satisfaction and do like anything kind of right, like I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. But it wasn't good enough. No. Well, and <laughs> and again, manga folks, I'm sure that there's something coming down in the future because we have so many episodes left but zeke does say that aaron dies like this that he does technically uh he says that he passed on that he's dead um now obviously now that we're dealing with the whole metaphysical paths where all coordinates converge i don't really know what that means in the grand scheme of things but now his his head straight up got separated from his body with uh with that oh i thought he was dead like i yeah. was like oh he is dead no he's he's dead and then this bullshit i ain't gonna lie when this came up i was like no they're not gonna say with the last bit last ounce of his soul like remaining in his body that they somehow pulled it off i mean but they that say that when happened. you get decapitated you're you're still you're still conscious for like a solid minute so you know as, thank you james for that i I listened to a podcast about the French Revolution recently, and they they did a whole bunch of stuff because of the guillotine. So, you know, he's a, he, was you. he was still he alive was, when this happened. I think he was still um, technically alive when this happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So okay. So now we are all caught up here, and then we get taken into this weird world, like you were talking about. It's like, um, you know what? Though before we get into this part of the episode. 
We have a quick ad, James. Okay. Hey, segue. Um, so we're very excited to tell you all that this episode is sponsored by Way. And I don't know about you, James. Um, you're on the East Coast. It's probably really cold out here. I live out here in uh, sunny Los Angeles. Oh no, and, I, I'm um, in, I'm straight up in the Midwest. I'm in Colorado. You're in Colorado. Yeah. I thought that you were. Why did I mean the East Coast? Anyways, well, it's cold there, right? Oh yes. Awful. Okay. <laughs> and dry. Yes. So um very important to have skin lotion. And I um live out here in Los Angeles. And we had like this like crazy Santa Ana winds moving and I don't even know what. It was wildly dry and my hands were like peeling like crazy. But you know what? If you're in the same boat as James and I, no worries any further because you can quench thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts, preventing dryness. And it's high quality, has nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kupuasu butter, I think I said that right, and coconut oil. So experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and make sure you use the code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That is, again, 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Believe B L E A V. Hope you got all that. And a big thank you again to Way for sponsoring this episode of the In and After Show. So, okay, now that we got that out of the way, folks, ladies and gentlemen, there's, there's no amount of, of, of buttery moisture goodness that's going to fix what, what Aaron's this. got going on. Here yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, not even that. What was that word again? Kupuasu butter. No, that, that can't even help our, nope. our poor Aaron now. So, like I said, I was kind of like, yeah, they got him. They got him. And then, yeah. nope, they didn't get him. And then I'm like, <laughs> now we're going to go to this metaphysical world or whatever the hell in their dream world. I don't even know what that is. Um, and he's alive. And I see him and Zeke. And I'm going to let you take it from there. Yeah. So, and, and the one thing, because it all kind of happens at once, but we, we should point out that something I thought was really interesting was how um, we see kind of, we, we've been talking about whether or not we're going to see this moment where like Aaron was quote unquote convinced to to follow Zeke and to go along with this plan. And of course, in this episode, we learned that no, Aaron wasn't ever convinced to go along with the, the euthanization plan. Um, he was he was punking Zeke to try to, um, I guess, take the, the founding Titan power for himself without going along with the, the genocide bit. But um we do see this scene, this flashback really quick where uh, Aaron talks about the moment that he kind of decided that he was willing to do anything to end the Eldian suffering was when he first remembered uh, when he got his father's memories of taking the the Titan power from the, the Royal family during that big kerfuffle, that underground kerfuffle back in season three, two, I can't remember one of those seasons so when we see that. And he talks about how uh, he, he has vivid memories of his father killing the kids of the royal family. And it was interesting because I, I kind of thought, oh, you know, Aaron has done some not good stuff this season. But I also I can understand how experiencing that would maybe drive him a little insane. Um, 
And I don't know if we ever I do not got... know how anybody in this show is, like, a functioning human at this point. Like, I really don't. Like, this, they've all gone through so much trauma. You're I don't just even know like... if they are at this point. They, I, yeah, I let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Sorry, Sasha was, but the, she died, so she, you know. Oh, they got, they got to take all the You're making me sad times. again. Like, can we... There's nothing happy about this. But... I'm leaving. Okay. You're hosting oh, no. the rest of the show oh, by no. yourself. No, I'm oh, no. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, but yes. Okay, continue. What is happening here? Because, um, okay, like I told you this, like when all of this was going down, I was not expecting anything. Like it was just like obstacle over obstacle was popping up, but they somehow get to this point. And then I was like, whoa, like this is like, this is next level stuff. So. Yeah, and we first got, and and again, forgive me, it's been a couple years since I've seen seasons two or three. I know that Amir obviously has been mentioned, the, the founding titan, the progenitor of the entire, you know, the, the line. But um, the first time I want to say that we kind of saw a glimpse of this specific, um, they call it the, the, the path where all the coordinates converge, this path, um, was actually at the very beginning of part two of season four when... Uh, after Levi blows the ever-loving hell out of Zeke the first time, and he's sitting there regenerating, and we get that glimpse of of this of this little girl who's Amir, uh, kind of mm-hmm. building him up out of sand, and um, he he explains that like it felt like an eternity passed, but also only a couple of moments, and it wasn't really addressed again. And now we we learn that this is sort of the kind of the spiritual, metaphysical nexus of the like the, I guess the Eldian bloodline, the Titans um, and the, the one who possesses the power of the founding Titans, uh, the power to control and create and manipulate and do all that stuff with all the Titans, the head honcho Titan, as it were, um, mm-hmm. they kind of have access to this um, place, I guess this, this, again, like a cornerstone of the whole Titan spiritual sense memory foundation. And that's where uh, Zeke has been because um uh, Zeke, oh, I forgot okay. to get a picture of him in chains, but Zeke has been oh, sitting there. Yeah. yeah, he's been sitting there in chains for who knows how long because even though it only took him a second or two to catch Aaron's decapitated head, you know, time goes Let's funky. talk about how manipulative Zeke is. Yeah. So, he sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Like, that really should be the name of this podcast is Zeke Sucks. I actually think that's what we're going to name this episode. Zeke Sucks. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, Zeke Sucks. Um, it's like, so Aaron gets there and um, honestly, when he is like, haha, F you and Zeke's in chains, I was like, yeah, because I'm not going to lie. Like, I know some people were like, and even Lindsay was like, okay, maybe in the end he's going to come around and be good and just eat everybody. And it's all going to be this huge betrayal. But like, it felt really good to me as a fan of the show to hear Aaron be like, no. I was conning you. You're in chains. Yamir's walking up to me. I'm going to turn this whole thing around right now. And then Yamir walks by him. And I was like, I know, poor guy. That's what I was like. I was like, what the just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because as Aaron learns, even though um, (laughs) he feels like he has the upper hand because Zeke kind of lies and says, oh, I've been in chains. This is it's like a literal representation of the whole renunciation of war kind of binding spell that was put on the the royal line of, of the Titans. Um, it turns out 
that I guess when you spend eons of mind time and space hanging out with this sort of mindless avatar of the Titans, you can just kind of figure out how to work your way around things. And Zeke explains like, no, I'm actually not bound by that whole law of, of non-aggression. I don't have to follow that. So I'm in control here. And uh, surprise, surprise, I was just, uh, d- you know, pretending to be vulnerable and weak to try to see if you're if you're really committed to the LD and euthanization plan and you weren't, you mook. And uh, <laughs> because of that, um, now, interestingly, Zeke doesn't just like, you know, obliterate Aaron or dissolve him or, you know, send him back into the, the goo or whatever. Um, Zeke is still, and, you know, you mentioned earlier, Zeke is an evil guy in a lot of ways. He's doing bad things uh, for bad reasons, but I do think it's interesting that he is like he, when he said earlier that he genuinely understands what it's like to love your brother right before he horribly ruined uh, Falco's existence and, and killed Colt. Um, it, he does care about Aaron and he, he genuinely wants Aaron to like believe him and believe in him and go along with his plan. Um, I agree. Is different type of human yeah like well, he's broken he's been broken in a lot of ways i don't so. even know where to start it's just like as a child to be you know like i understand like he was manip- he, and I, I don't even know you could say that he was manipulated into betraying his parents you know what i mean because he felt that strong relationship with like the mentor right but I, i'm just like i've never met I mean, I'm not, I mean, I've personally never known someone to just be like, so, so blind and on a path that is just so evil, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I kind of, I, I, when I found out Zeke and um, Aaron were partnering in the last, uh, like the first part of the final season, I was kind of like, man, like maybe I, I, you know, wrote off Zeke to, early and and maybe you know Aaron you know what I mean like I just had all the like I was like oh maybe Zeke's not that bad right and maybe Aaron really is that crazy you know what I mean like it was just like crazy the writing had really convinced me of that right yeah and now we get here and it's like no Zeke is Zeke is extraordinarily evil and and I think like the scariest part is like he's so convinced of his plan like he's so so like I'm sorry that you were brainwashed by our vile father. And like, he, yeah. you know what I mean? It was just like that, that whole dialogue. Like I was just like, how can you not see just like even a, a little bit of, of error in your ways here? You know I, well, what I mean? I, like, yeah, absolutely. I do. And it's, it's something I was writing about it in my review for this week. I've been thinking a lot about it because, um, was this like the fourth time I mentioned that I, I listened to history podcasts obsessively, but uh, I've been listening to um, kind of apropos of Attack on Titan. I've been listening to to um, a podcast about the war in the Pacific in World War II, so you know, mm-hmm. Japan versus the the Allies and, and uh, Guinea and the, the Marianas Islands where I'm from, and um, a lot of really horrible, awful stories about the things that went down there. But something that I've I've been kind of really sort of obsessed with as I've been watching the season of Attack on Titan is how, you know, when you're, especially when you're a kid, right. And you have to think of how many of these soldiers were kids when they're conscripted either, you know, in the Japanese army or even the U S army or the British army, when you're a kid and you're, and you're thrust into this situation where 
you know, pretty much every single option you have is some some variation of 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 murder or death or suffering or mm-hmm. uh, you know, ab- ab- you know, abandoning other people or allowing other people to suffer or you know, uh, getting civilians killed or, or whatever, right? The idea that you know, when you're trapped in this like machine that genuinely allows for no ethical, clean way out. Um, where the only way to, to stop the cycle is either you're going to kill a lot of people over here, or you're going to kill even more people over here. Or maybe if you're lucky, you can only kill kind of a lot of people way over here and you don't have to think about it as much. It's one of those things where it's on the one hand, like, yeah, Zeke is kind of actively doing an evil thing. He wants to basically destroy an entire race of people, right? That's genocide. But also I think, like you said, the show did a good job, I think, of, of at least showing us how a twisted, brainwashed, traumatized child soldier would come to the conclusion that, yep, this is the only way to end the madness. This is the only way to stop the violence. This is the only way to keep the war. Because, uh, I mean, you know, when you think about it, right, like I was just listening to an episode about, you know, when, when we dropped the, the, the nuclear bombs on, on Nagasaki and Hiroshima and how at the time, the argument was that well, if we don't do it, if we don't do this objectively evil thing, then we're going to have to do an even worse evil thing when we invade Japan and end the war that way. And it's it's you know, and people have debated for decades and decades about this, that, or the other. And I'm not necessarily saying, I'm not I'm not trying to like to claim that there's an a you know a right or a wrong answer to those questions. But you know, I, I think like you were saying, it's it's really incredible that attack on titan has has gotten to the point where you understand how every one of these characters has come to be the person that they are even if that means that the person that they are is is doing horrible atrocious things someone uh put in chat like zeke is broken and absorbs so much self-hatred that he's reached horrible conclusions man i mean I get like, you know, like I, I, that is definitely like what we have to just assume. Um, It's just like, for me, it's just like for someone who's seen so much, so much awfulness happen to people, you would just think that he would have more compassion for them or he would, he would, you know, just see like how precious human life is and just feel bad about it. But it's almost like all the atrocities that he's seen have desensitized him. You know what I mean? I, I just think he just doesn't. He like and, and, the, so sorry. Yeah, keep right. going. No, I was just say exactly <laughs> what you're saying. What what he says with Aaron earlier is it, it's almost like he does have compassion, and he you know he and and what he thought Aaron believed is that the the most compassionate thing to do for the Eldians is to uh, kill them all or to to destroy their ability to allow to, them to never even be born in this yeah, world. The, yeah. the, this world is so horrible and so awful that the only way to to both prevent Eldians from suffering in an endless cycle of war and the only way to cut that cycle of war off at the root is to commit this unspeakably evil act. And I think he's kind of decided, like, you know, I am willing to put this evil on my shoulders. I'm willing to do this horrible thing that no one else is willing to do. And I will, I will assume that responsibility because I genuinely believe it is the the lesser of you know an infinite number of evils right it is the least yeah. bad thing in the and of course aaron thankfully and i think for a lot of us right 
thankfully agrees that there has to be a better way than that. Well, it's just like, <laughs> you know, we have pe all sorts of people come into this world who come in all different shapes and sizes and forms and have different um, illnesses or disadvantages or advantages. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But it's like I and I, I people can feel free to disagree with me here, but I feel like they all bring something and they can they all have the ability to change someone's life, you know, um, and be good. And yeah. there's also the possibility for them to be bad too. You know what I mean? But there's also the possibility for them to be good and create something great, you know, and, and do wonderful things. And it's like to even conceptualize, like just cutting that off for, yeah. I mean, who knows how many Eldians are, are there? You know what I mean? But, it, and then also it's just like, think about, you know, for, you know, Connie and um, I forgot, I think it was Jean, I forgot, they were having some conversation about, it, I think, in the prison, and they were just like, they don't want us to even have kids anymore. Like, what the, you know what I mean? Do yeah. you remember that part? Yeah. So yeah, it's just absolutely. like, the plan is just so, it, it's, but then, you know, we saw what Zeke did with, I'm not going to lie, when, when uh, Colt and Falco ran up, I thought, you know what, Zeke has humanity in him, like, we've seen him you know what I mean? Like come to his brother's side and, and stuff like that. Like, I was like, I don't think I, I firm, I told you like in the last, the last episode, like I was like, I don't think he can do that unless it was like, like I said, his dying breath, he does it. But, and then he sees Falco. I, I didn't think he could look Falco and his brother in the eyes and, and do that. Like I, I like that was when I was like, something ain't right here. Like, I'm not going to lie. As soon as that went down, I was like, something ain't right with this whole plan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, for some reason that was for me the point where I was like, something is not right. But I'll be honest, when I saw them in this world and Zeke was in chains, I was like, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> watch him suffer in his chains. This is hilarious. Like Zeke is like totally got one pulled on him. And then when it was the reverse, I literally was just like, yeah. So why don't we talk about the end where we saw them like head to head and you can tell us like what is happening there and like what this is potentially saying. Um, yeah, I think it's just um, because he's so he's again, he's, he's so twisted at this point that he genuinely believes that all of the damage he's doing to his own people, you know, cause I, th I think that's what makes it so fascinating is that it's not like he's trying to commit genocide out of bigotry, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't like, hate the Eldians in the, in the way that like Hitler hated the, the, the Jewish people and the Polish and everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's almost as if he, he realizes that the world is, is so cruel and so broken. And he believes that there is no version of existence in which his people can possibly exist while still allowing the world to live in peace. That's how, that's how messed up his like self-hatred has become. And so he's convinced that like, if I just show Aaron what I know, if I can just show him what I've seen, then he will, he will believe and he will, he will go along with me and he will help me, you know, um, bring this, this euthanization plan to fruition. And so um, just like how we saw with um, Reiner and I'm going to say Falco and Porco earlier, kind of transmitting those memories, um, you know, Zeke is basically, it's kind of his last effort to be like, I'm going to show you, you know, a, the story from our past that will, that will prove to you that this is the only way to end this cycle of violence. And then, you know, next episode is going to be that vision, that, that memory that we, that we're going to get to see. 
Now, okay, what the contents of that memory, I don't really know. You know, I how if I, we know? Yeah, yeah. There was like of the the ending was like super. You know how they like show a little preview for what's coming up next? It was like super vague. Like I was yeah. like trying to see if there was like hints of anything. But, I'm assuming um, we'll see like Emir before she became this, you know, kind of mindless sort of magical avatar, like the real Emir, the the one who was yeah. alive back then. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, we got that whole sort of the dueling histories of the Eldians, you know, the the propaganda that Marley has been peddling, and then the the true story that they were sort of revealing um, right when everything kind of got blown up. And I, I would be surprised if we see like the actual truth of that. And my guess is going to be that it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? That the, yeah. But you know, who knows? That's that's. I'm I excited. have no idea. Um, so A just said, so excited to see you guys react to the next two episodes. And some of the best moments are coming very soon. I don't know if my heart can take it. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like it has been absolutely a wild part two. Like I did not think it could get better than part one. It has been absolutely nuts. Um, Scott said that the next two episodes are going to be insane. Um, if you thought this episode was surprising, then you haven't seen anything. All so I know is that I'd... I'm, I'm going to straight up have like an embolism when we get to the end of this season and it's like, all right, the, wait for the movie. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's good. That if that, if that really is where we're headed, um, and they haven't announced anything official yet, but pretty much all the chatter around the interweb seems to be, yep, we're, we're probably going to have to have some sort of movie continuation. If, if this is the level that the season is going to be running at right up until the biggest cliffhanger in the history of the show, I'm assuming uh, I might yeah. actually like die on camera. That might be it. I know. Me. Like, I, I mean, know it's just been be so good. I just like, um, I just, I don't know how this could possibly end. I, at this point, it's like, you know, we talked about Hunger Games. I just don't know how this could end in a positive way at this point. Because it's just like, I Hunger Games ended and it was just like, she was beat down. And just, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah. she was just tired. And it's just like, I, I and I, I like I said last time, I was just like, that's life. You know, when I was younger, I didn't think life was like that. But it's like this, this, uh, I wonder how this ending is going to be. Because it's like, I wonder if it's going to be like, you know, they somehow pull off a bunch of stuff and everyone's happy, or is it going to be like, hey, this is life? You yeah. know, because it's been real AF right now. I mean, we saw Porco die, Falco got turned, though now I guess he's going to be, you know, uh, the jaw titan and, you know, get his wits about him again, even though he killed his brother, steamed him. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't need to add, la add that last part in there, but yeah. Is dead and, you know. Yeah, no, it's like, it's really, it's, we're running, like, it's really low right now. So we're I'm running like, out of people uh, to kill at this point. Pretty Other, much, uh, yeah. Like, we're, you know, we're going to get to the point where, you know, our, like, man, if, if John or Connie die, that's where I'm going to, like, that's going to be. Okay. John, <laughs> like, I, I love John, you know what I mean? But, like, I can, I can see something like that happening because it's just, like, he's just, like, so, he's grown so much and he's just, like, noble now. And I, I, I could just see, like, him going out in some, like, blaze of glory. Connie, Connie too, though. Connie yeah. too. But I'm going to be very sad if Connie goes because Connie's, like, my fiery boy and I love him. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. Um, Frida appeared in the next episode preview. Historia's ha older half-sister that Grisha stole 
the founder from. So um, interesting to see, you know, what happens there. Also, we have not seen Levi. Um, so I'm like, yeah, they're in Hanji. They're, they're, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to have to get picked up at some point because I want Levi to fucking bring down Zeke. Like, I don't even want it to be Aaron. I don't want it to be anybody else. I want it to be Levi with half of his face fucking sewn on or cyborged in. I don't know what, how. I don't know how Levi's coming back. Hanji worked some but, awful dark titan science. It's, exactly. Like I'm like, I don't know how. Is it a, exactly. It's a homunculus. Like, bring in uh, Edward Elric somehow, like, through some time machine. I don't even know how that would work out. But, like, I need Levi to come back, and I need him to kill Zeke. Like, that's that's what I need. Yeah, I mean, um, they wouldn't have had that scene of, of Hanji taking the dip in the river without... Like that would be, there has to be something coming, yeah. right? He's, he has at least one more thing to do. I don't know how long he's going to last with all of his bits gone, but um, I feel like something is left. And then uh, what's his butt? The guy whose name I always forget. The guy who sucks. Um, so, oh, who? Uh, who? Uh, the little, the little bootlicker Jaegerist punk boy. Um, oh God. The little, he's got like the bowl cut or yeah. beaver hair. Always, he got knocked. I remember, I think he was going after Cart Titan. He got knocked, like, at the beginning of the episode. Flock, Flock yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got knocked. Sweet. I don't know if he died, but he was, like, kind of, like, put out of commission. He's still around, though, I think. I don't think he died. And a guy who sucks need to be more specific. It's true. There are a lot of guys who suck in this show. That That's was not very funny. Yeah, they said Flock the turd. Um, also, um, I guess Reiner is another one of Isama's favorites. Isayama's fave. Sorry, I don't think that bodes well. Oh God. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, honestly, I, I've been waiting for Reiner to die, if only because he's been actively no! trying to die. No, I, I love Reiner. I don't want I Reiner do to die. He's my favorite. I think Reiner's my favorite character. I really do. He's great. I really do he's, he's because really he was like the best part about Reiner was he was probably like my least favorite at the beginning of the show, but then you find out how much like insecurity and like failing people that he overcame to somehow come off so resilient and strong, you know, but then he still has his moments, right? Like we've seen him struggle like a few times, literally having like a mental shutdown during like one of the like heaviest parts of the show. Right. Um, oh, no. oh gosh. If Reiner goes, I'm just gonna, I'm going to, I don't know. Maybe I might get a Reiner tattoo. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. Cause I said, okay. if this show's good and the ending With is the good, I'm going to get a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, because Reiner, he's he's my boy right now. Like, I, I really, I'm like, ugh. But um, anyway, y'all, I think we'll end on that because um, we, like, covered everything. I just want to thank everybody for being here. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's any other last comments that I should. Oh, you know what? Actually, we should probably answer this. What do we think Aaron is planning? Because oh, a couple gosh. people asked. I mean... Like the, the the rumbling is like all of I mean the theme song of the season is the rumbling, right? And I feel like they wouldn't introduce that whole plot device if that wasn't gonna be somehow involved in his in his master plan. What I'm curious about is and maybe I'm just uh slow, um, or maybe I'm j i am I just need to like take a step back because one of the things with watching a show like this over so many months and years is that it can be kind of easy to, to lose track of like the bigger picture of things. But what you know, the thing that I've been saying this whole time is that I, I'm less concerned with, with like what Aaron's plan is as far as like what, 
what his end goal is, because I'm sure the show will explain that and it'll make sense. But what I'm wondering is, will it will it be explained in a way that makes his behavior and the choices that he's made throughout this whole season like work and and work in a way where it's like, okay, I can see why he chose to go about it this way and not, you know, not let his friends in on the plan or, or not maybe choose a, a less destructive or a less uh, risky way of, you know, uh, getting other people killed without them even knowing what's going on. Um, Cause that, that's a, it's just a trope that always bothers me in fiction when, when a character chooses like the reckless, like I'm going to do it all myself and I'm going to save the whole world and I'm going to figure it all out. When realistically, if you, if you didn't do that, it probably would have ended better. Um, and so I, I, I'm just curious to see whatever his plan is, um, if it's something that will actually feel like it makes sense for his character and for the story by the end of it. So um, Theo and Abe were like saying like, we need to remember what Armin was worried about last episode. Um, he remembered what Aaron said at the ocean scene. Um, if we kill everyone on the other side of the ocean, will we finally have peace? So when this is my interpretation, again, I could be completely wrong here. When Aaron said that, he there was a question mark. It wasn't like he said that, like, if we kill everyone on the other side of the ocean, we will get we will finally have peace. It was like he said it with like a question mark, you know? So for me, I think that he wants to try to find like the happiest ending possible. I don't know what that could possibly be at this point because shit ain't looking good. We got people getting massacred out there brutally. Um, it, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but like, how in the hell is he going to stop Zeke? How is Aaron going to stop Zeke? Like, I, I don't. Determination. And the power, the power of, of friendship. friendship. Yeah. I hate you. I hate yeah. you because that is some anime shit right there. Yeah, yeah you're right. They're all going to come together. It's going to be like a Sailor Moon transformation. It's like, do, 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 do. And then they're I'm all just, just imagining put their little Aaron wands together. Into the Titan with like a Sailor Moon. Like he gets <laughs> do, like do, the stripy do, bridge. Do, yeah. do, do, do. Yes. Let's get yeah. that crossover happening. Attack on Sailor Moon. Let's do it. Yeah. I do think um, he, when he said it, I don't think he was like, I like want to us to get peace by killing all these mother beavers. Is that my phone going off? Sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, I do think that um, I think he is, I actually like really did not like Aaron this entire final season. And I feel like now he's actually like, he's, he's going to try to do whatever he can to try to make the happiest ending here. I just don't know how, how happy it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be very happy. So yeah. What are they saying? True, if Aaron can't stop Zeke, then his plan won't matter. Aaron and Armin will form Titan Magical Girl Gundams to take down Zeke. I'm here for that ending. Guys, um, don't, don't, please don't even inadvertently remind me of the ending of Darling in the Franks. If one of these characters turns into a giant wife spaceship, I'm going to be deeply upset. That's all I'm going to say, is if, if we get a giant waifu spaceship battle, I'm just going to... Um, oh my god. I don't even know. Oh, I won't be able to handle that. Okay, on that fine note, we're going to wrap everything up here. Um, thank you all for watching again. We had a really great turnout tonight. Um, if you all don't already, make sure that you go to Anime News Network re regularly. We have, like, amazing columns, a bunch of great stuff, um, tons of amazing 
a reviews, I can't speak, reviews that our wonderful James Beckett and many other wonderful staff members write. But yeah, thank you all for being here and uh, we'll see you next week. And everyone's saying like, try to stay in bl as blind as possible and would love to see our genuine reaction. So I'm like, man, what is ahead? But we shall see. We'll so, see. hey, I, this is my first time being at the, like, you know, the, the head of the captain of StreamYard and trying to end this properly. So hopefully I do this right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.